Pericles here, and welcome to the Spark Show, where we got comedy, news, and two forgettable digs. With Sparks, you've got tiny wrists. Pike hates French toast and your children. And you, the committee. Yo, what up, fucker? Subscribe now and become a committee member. Let's rock. That's what I'm talking about. podcast right would you great, look at great. that you came to the right place pike i'm impressed i didn't know you were gonna come to the right place this uh today at all didn't know you were gonna, even gonna be here oh we talked about doing it later tonight right uh, that was the agreement after i sat here waiting for you to pop on during the live segment during the live show at 8 a.m this morning it was just me and jay how uh, jay that hangs out here yeah Oh, oh, well, you had a friend at least. How long yeah. did you wait? Yeah, about 30 minutes. 30 did you at any minutes. point think I was dead? Well, I mean, I texted you with no response. I called you and your phone was immediately sent a voicemail. So I was like, oh, hmm. all right. Interesting. Pike is uh, either dead or... As Jay said today on the show, which I thought was pretty funny, I took a screenshot of our of our chat here. He said, I'm sure he has a valid excuse, like he dropped his phone in the shitter, so <laughs> so he didn't have an right. alarm clock. Which is... <laughs> Last time you didn't answer my call, you dropped your phone in piss. So I think uh, that's a fair assumption. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pull, I'll pull a phone out of piss. Shit. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> well, yeah. Other body stuff, that too. All right, got it. Well, so. it could be negotiated, but anyway, yeah, sorry about that. I really am. Sweet. Caught a live one, says Boot, as he's here watching. What's up, Boot? Thank you for being here. Happy to have you along. Yeah. Yeah, we're live because I got stood up this morning by Pike, which I cannot wait to hear the reason. I cannot wait to hear the excuse. And then we collectively... Myself and the committee will decide whether or not maybe uh, punishment is in order for uh, oh, no. a no-call, no-show. You know, that would be, really? in my opinion, fair. Very fair. Well, I'm happy to report that uh, if you were if you punish me for my excuse I'm about to give, you're a shit person. <laughs> okay? Because it's legit. I cannot better, wait even better. to hear. I cannot wait right. to hear your quote unquote legit reason as to why there was a no call no show and if I am a shit person that just means that you will no longer call me because we just established that's where you draw the line uh, we have uh, Rick is here Rick in Canada what's up Rick Rick says Pike had better had a better offer this morning <laughs> yeah some other podcast is like hey you want to jump on okay <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it. Hey, shout out to the committee for already making me laugh and uh, cracking us up already. Thank you guys for being here. It is a financial comedy podcast, and that right there is non-financial advisor at Pike Taylor Radio, not a financial uh, professional. He's got a no. 
he's got a valid excuse for standing me up this morning and a missing tooth all in one person. Look at that. That's amazing. And I am at Sparks Radio on all social media. So go ahead and give me a follow. Also, not a pro. Okay. Just a dude. Entertainment show. Entertainment podcast. Pike and I like to pop on here, talk money. But by God, don't listen to what we're saying. This is for entertainment purposes only. Right, Pike? Well, you know, it's... uh... It's somewhat legitimate. I mean, I got something in my eye, but it might just be for anyone who's not a lawyer. So, uh, there you go. That is the spiel that we give. And before we could just get to, we're going to be talking about the pig, pigmalion effect. Pike, this thing I just learned about. I was like, oh shit, I got to share this with Pike and the committee. This is some dope, amazing theory that we have here. Psychological theories. We're busting out on the show today. Before we can even uh, touch that. You, I love when you report theories. Love my I theories. I just love that. Yeah. Not my theory. Oh my this is like theories from do- from doctors, bro. All right? These are psychologists, yeah. pros. And I just struggle to read what they wrote and then regurgitate it poorly back to you. So that's my plan. That's my plan today. <laughs> it's like telephone. Yeah. You read some legit thing and then you tell, oh, hey, the Pygmalion theory is doing you. Got a pig face. Yeah, you know what I mean. You get what I'm saying, Pike. Oh yeah. Uh, it's actually PYG, and I'll explain why. We'll give you the full thing coming on up here. But also, we got the news that matters, and we got our first video submission from the committee. We got a leader, Pike. We got a a person that is not going to sit there in the back of the pack and follow everybody. No, this person's a goddamn leader because we need to. As I kept saying in the video jazz up the intro for is it investing a new segment we're doing here on the show so we got our first video submission from the committee so thank you very much we'll get to that but before we can do anything else here on the show pike let me ask you this sure what's your goddamn reason for standing me up this morning oh you're gonna use that okay let's do it well let me let me tell you okay so yesterday as we had talked about in the podcast I had been frantically trying to find a vaccine appointment. Could it appear that there was none available until I got tipped off that, hey, if you want one at CVS, you got to stay up till midnight. Then you can get into the website and book one. So we did. Got one for this Saturday, a two-shot Pfizer dose. So then I, we wake up and we I get a, a text You're talking from about you and your wife. Uh, my wife, yes. Hot. So I Not your, yeah, your wife wake, is pretty, but I'm talking about your perp just now. <laughs> Don't want oh. you to think I'm calling your wife hot, hot. Oh, no. I'm talking about your very sexy belch that you just ripped. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah. So we woke up uh, totally nude in the bed. <laughs> the sheets had been stripped. Okay, because it was uh, just a, a mess. This okay, but anyway, Ugh, we get awful I, ass trash booty cheeks. I turn over to get a, a text from a friend, and he said, "Who lives here in Orlando?" And he said, "Hey." Just so you know, they got like this pop-up site. Like they don't really announce it. It's not really advertised. You just got to kind of hear about it. A little pop-up site right down the road from you. And you don't need an appointment. You just walk in and guess what? They got the Johnson and Johnson, the single shot. Bada bing. Okay. Can I interject here real quick? Yeah. It sounds shady as fuck, Pike. I mean, they don't announce it. It's just some, I got a word from my dealer is what it sounds like. I got a word from my dealer. That they got this thing, this little pop-up, a tent. It's in an alley. It's not an official thing. Don't tell nobody. 
But you can go down there and get yourself some needles if you need one. That's what it sounds like. It sounds... No, it sounds no, like you was, got it behind a dumpster. Okay, it's way better than that. This was in a parking lot behind a Salvation <laughs> Army. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Not sketchy at all. So, so we you're, uh, just, you're going just, there and there's just needles all over the ground. You're like, boy, everybody got vaccines here. Honey, <laughs> look at that. Everybody's this must be a mass vaccination site. <laughs> Behind this yeah. Salvation Army dumpster. Just amazing. Uh, so we decide after some discussion about whether we should just stick with our two-shot Pfizer, which is way more effective, or just get it done with and go get a Johnson. A double J. <laughs> so we decide, fuck it, let's go. Get in the car. Drive the six minutes over there. And we're in and out in 15 minutes. Yeah. Got the shot. Yeah. Okay. So did, it, and, did, some guy, did you have to pay some guy for this information? <laughs> uh, no, you just have to, um, you have to subscribe to their emails and you also had to, um, something, I don't know. You had to give the guy a kiss too. But anyway, <laughs> so I got it done and it was like this feeling of, wow, it's like kind of the symbolic, like it's coming to an end, even though I know it's not relaxed but it was it in a way felt like yeah. just come, an end of, an end of an era it's a little bit so, of a like all right that's yeah. done all right good been hearing about it for so gd long it's like oh my god let's just do it right and then it happens you're like all right oh, yeah. finally and it's a johnson and johnson so that's amazing that's like you don't have to think about it again you're done man that's great exactly yeah and uh it was no tears just like the shampoo so it's nice, but it did it did hurt a little in the arm injection site, and otherwise felt really good. Otherwise felt really good, and so we went home. I went to work, went about our day until I got home last night, and I was just before bed, just starting to get cold. And you know, it's like eighty seven degrees out here, so I, I was like, this doesn't make a lot of sense. But I started shivering, and it just kept getting worse and worse. And now I'm like wrapped up in blankets. And then my teeth start chattering. Sounds oh, like wow. a freaking boat motor. And my wife's like, holy shit, you know, that, well, this seems serious. Yeah. Nobody should be this cold. Yeah. So then I get Clearly out of bed. Never which had I had a like, decent Johnson before. You got fucking, that Johnson <laughs> wrecked you, bro. Good Lord. I think it was the fact that there were two Johnsons <laughs> is what I was not expecting. <laughs> So I get in the shower, yeah, piping hot, and I just like you know you just keep inching it hotter and hotter until you realize that it's as hot as that bitch goes. Yeah, and it's like burning your skin, but it's not hot enough. Yeah, and you just like you you're turn cold the shower in head core, toward dude. You're cold in your yeah. dude. Yeah, like the insides of your body. It's like oh yeah. my god. On the outside, I'm the equator. On the inside, I'm Siberia. That's how it felt. You're right. You, there's nothing you could do. Like my skin is just throbbing red. Because it's so hot. But then, you know, you turn the water toward the wall and you kind of lean up against the wall and almost fall asleep. Really relaxing if yeah. you're not miserably cold. Yep. So I finally get out of there. I'm like, it's just dreading the moment the water's off. Oh, that's yeah. Like, that's oh, the worst shit. part. So run, quick dry off, run into bed, cover up with five blankets. And so eventually fall asleep. Okay. But then I wake up two hours later, like just snap awake, and it's just like a whole new world because now I've got a throbbing headache 
and my sh- everything I'm under the five blankets are soaking wet. Oh drenched, yeah, and my Throbbing whole body wet. Is Johnson, hot. now we're talking. Yeah, this <laughs> baby yeah. was juicy. Oh okay? man, ah, oh, nothing like waking up in a wet mattress. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god. Oh so I gotta, man, like, peel off the layers, then they're just all wet. Yeah, and then eventually I realized I, now I feel shitty. I'm like I'm not gonna be able to sleep, so I leave the bedroom, go out to the couch, think I can just chill out there, maybe fool myself into just falling asleep. But then I'm laying on the couch, and we got like a newish couch. I'm dripping sweat, just pouring sweat, and the blanket I got out there is now soaked. The couch uh. is wet. I'm like sliding around the couch. Oh God! So I'm like fuck. What? Well, I go back into bed, and now sliding around the couch is the. <laughs> Yeah, you're not supposed to slide around your couch. Yeah, no, no. Sliding around the couch. Why does it sound like that song? It sounds like a cover song. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. What a whore. What kind of couch do you have? Is it leather? Because that sounds awful. If it's like a velvet, you know, like a pool table, what kind of, you know what I mean? It's it's one of those Suede. materials that I I Velvet. couldn't begin to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, is it just like cushions? Make, is it just like a normal suede? Couch? Suede seems like the closest. Ah, like wet a suede, suede. leathery kind of thing. Yeah, no, bad, bad. Again, any kind of wet couch is the worst thing. My wife said it is, in fact, leather. Oh, it's a leather couch. Yeah, you don't want to ruin yeah. a leather couch. You don't want to sit there and ruin. gross. No. It's going to be ingrained. So I leave the couch, go back to the bedroom, and then, you know, that is still fucking a, an ocean of sheets. <laughs> so I have to lay down in there, which is the most uncomfortable thing in the world. So there's it's no like way I'm sleeping. It's a bed. Yeah. Good Lord. Uh, uh, Rick says, sounds like Pike... It- uh, died or had a wet dream is what he said. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, you're it's... swimming in sheets. That sounds miserable. Sounds gross. Yeah. So yeah. eventually I fall asleep and then I kind of like wake up at 6 a.m. And here comes the excuse part. Still feeling like shit. But then eventually I think my fever kind of dipped and I, I felt normal a little bit. And I found like a corner of one of the sheets that wasn't wet. And I kind of got comfortable for a second, fell asleep. And then the next thing I know, I'm waking up, eyes open. And, you know, it's when you got to wake up for something early and you wake up and you don't know what time it is, but you know, it's not the fucking time it's supposed to be. God, have I been there? Yes, absolutely. Um, You're like, my the, phone's the, like, the, do bird, not the birds are chirping. Children are playing. The sun is up. <laughs> something is wrong. Yeah. And you're looking around. You're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Where's the clock? Yeah. Yeah. So I reach over and I knew exactly what I would find. It was 9.06 or something. Missed call, messages, texts from from you. And uh, yeah, immediately called you. Still like my brain is just foggy. I still feel like shit. I wasn't sweating, but that is my excuse. It was entirely. The excuse was that you got vaccinated and you got a, a, a momentary uh COVID. you got COVID for a second man essentially right that's probably what that is yeah that's it's your, body your body going like hey yeah. they yeah Maybe i also heard that intense, that but yeah yeah I, i've heard people getting the same reaction from this johnson and johnson 
I also heard that they think people who have reactions like that to the first shot, like likely were ex- had COVID prior. I heard that, and I, I don't know if it's true or not. Oh, I haven't heard that. I mean, it does. It doesn't matter at this point, you know. But um, weird. So miserable. But now I am good, uh, fully vaccinated. Well, I mean. I think we have to put up to the committee whether or not that's a good enough excuse. I'll just let you know where I sit. I sit at a uh, totally valid excuse. I mean, that's where I'm at. I think you're doing you're look, you're doing the world a service, right? You're you're stopping your help stopping the spread of COVID-19. All right. You're going out there. You're doing your due uh, diligence. You're researching. You're you're finding talking to suspected. I imagine. Ex-cons. Giving you the vaccine behind the Salvation Army, that's that's commitment, in my opinion. Like, that to me is 100% Pike going above and beyond. He's like, look, I don't care who gives me the shot, all right? Give me the guy with the with the, the most concise track marks, because obviously he knows how to wield a needle, and give him that Johnson and let him put it in me. That's what you were saying, and that's what I'm saying. When that's what I thought. But then I posted about it and some guy named David or something commented, good way to be a good little sheep, he said. And then I started thinking, I'm like, huh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Why? Well, I don't know. Sheep are pretty cool. The way he worded it. I mean, is that a side effect of the vaccine? You turn into a sheep or some shit? No, I think he he was thinking that. um, Oh, it's like a political thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it cut deep though. What he's what he had said there. Oh man, yeah. There's nothing like an internet comment coming from. Mm. I mean, a clear authority on the subject. What was his name? Doctor uh, David and oh. uh, Doctor David, and you know exactly what he looks like. Okay? Yeah, sunglasses in his profile picture. Uh, there it grayish, is. Grayish white goatee. There it is. Well, I mean, he is a doctor yeah. and a medical professional, and obviously a virologist and. An epidemiologist, and I think uh, we should take his viewpoint on it because clearly he's already figured it out. Uh, you got Boot coming in here saying, "Meh, I'll buy it." Boot mm. is saying that he's going to buy it. Love it, love it, love to hear that. Thank I mean, you, he kind of is like unenthusiastic about it. I mean, he started, he led with the "meh, meh, I'll buy it." Okay. Because they obviously want it so badly to be a bad excuse, so I can have to chug a thing of mayonnaise again or something. Uh, mustard. Jay suggested a bottle of mustard this time, which I gotta say, I think we would change it up if it would be a punishment. You can't just sit there and drink condiments every single time you fuck up on this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that I, as a theme. I mean, it could be a theme until we run out of condiments. You know, once we start getting down to like Worcestershire sauce or however the hell you say that one, you know, I think we probably ran the gamut. Uh, but maybe, I don't know. Who knows? We'll figure this out. But what we'll do is we'll put it up there on the old patreon.com slash sparks radio for your vote. So get on there. All right. Patreon.com slash sparks radio. Get on the Patreon and get over there and vote. That would be awesome. So I'll put up a poll. Does Pike deserve a punishment for no call, no show because he was essentially had COVID for about eight hours. So there you have it. We'll find out the answer 
coming on up here. We'll give it a couple days here. We'll let the committee speak. If you want to join the Patreon, it's a buck. It's a buck. And then you get hooked, hood, uh, hoodwinked. The fuck was I saying? Hooked up with this kind of hoodwinked. stuff. Yeah, no, you get hooked up. You got the uh, the committee elevated member sticker, which is dope. Yeah. You three bucks a month, you get this old boy, the Project Payhem sticker, which is sweet, which, by the way, we're trying to hit 30 patrons. When we hit 30 patrons, that's the goal. We do another Project Payhem with the cash. We've just been sitting there stockpiling money. That's Trust me, it's an all lot of money, but whatever. We're going to take that cash, and we're going to do it as a massive public practical joke. Can't wait for that. And, of course, if you sign up for the old, look at this boy, special committee. You become a member of the special committee. You get this sticker with every star on there is for how many years you've been a member of the special committee. Plus, you get all the stickers and all the perks, all the bonus content, all that kind of stuff. And that's how you get the five on Fridays now. So this Friday will be the first one exclusively for patreon members of the special committee that's where you're getting the five on fridays all right so there you go uh pike we'll leave it up to the committee we'll find out personally i'm on your side bro i think you're fine and i think i think the committee will see it that way too to be honest uh well that means so much coming from you all thank you <laughs> i know you mean that sincerely hey can we uh real quick i before we jump into the the pygmalion effect can we toot our own horns here for a sec yeah, sure. Sure. Who doesn't love tuna horn? Let's toot our own horns here. Because yeah. on this GD show, I like to think of it as a one-of-a-kind way to get some laughs and to make a otherwise boring-ass topic of personal finance exciting and funny and a little bit a little more digestible, right? Something that I really thoroughly enjoy, but then trying to take that really boring thing that I find fascinating and and we make it uh candy coated right we just cover it in delicious little sweetener right yeah oh yeah couple uh march 9th was the date of the episode it was episode 371 we talked about something called mmt do you remember that episode money making <laughs> tuna <laughs> no not money making tuna okay Here's it was the modern monetary theory, MMT. Oh, that's right. Remember we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Well, I was watching John Oliver last night, and guess what? John Oliver just casually starts talking about. What's that? Uh, around a month later, after we were chit chatting about MMT, John Oliver. Here's a screenshot from the episode. John Oliver starts talking about modern monetary theory. Mm. Well, what did it? So are we thinking he ripped us off? Uh, no, not at all. That's not at all. Because okay. <laughs> we was, can, we'll go after him. No, no, I don't think we should go after John Oliver. He's done no wrong. I mean, we will. And John Oliver, if you're listening, you will do something wrong eventually. And by God, when you do, I'm going to fucking swoop in there and I'm going to pounce like a condor. Okay. All you're going to see is my shadow flying overhead and you're going to just wonder what was that? Right. And by the time that happens, talents coming down to grab you by the your really tiny, thin shoulders. And I will pull you up into the air and drop you from a high height until I you're like tiny. bird. 
that what they do? Situation. Is that how they kill people? I, I'm guessing. Here. That's like the. That's a boring way to do it. It's like ah, I'm just gonna make. I'm gonna raise you up and then yeah, just drop you. That's not that exciting, but it would work. It's effective. It would work, and that's how I plan on killing John Oliver only when he makes a mistake. You hear me, John? Uh, but yeah, he was chit chatting about the uh, modern monetary theory MMT. So if you want to hear about that, check out the episode 371. We dived into it now. Real quick, before we jump on into today's subject, the Pygmalion effect, let's give a shout out to special uh, member of the special committee, Lauren. Not your wife. This is a different Lauren. Lauren. Let's watch her intro. Shout out to her for being a leader. We asked you to send in a video. DM it to me at Sparks Radio. All you got to do is take the stupid, boring segment, Is It Investing? And we're going to put you on the intro of it so we can have, you know, make it entertaining a little bit, right? Try to jazz it up uh, uh, over here. And Lauren, she sent in the first one. Here's what she sent in. Is this investing? Fuck yes. All right. So there, there you go. If you're listening to the show instead of watching it, uh, Lauren is taking a selfie video. What else is she doing, Pike? What would what, you notice here? Uh, well, she's a, a white person. If we're going to just start from the beginning here. <laughs> okay. And she's got uh, reddish hair with red lipstick. <laughs> kind of the, that porcelain skin. Really? Yeah, it's a nice look. And so then she's got a car behind her. I don't know. You're a car guy. What? What is that? Is that an Oldsmobile? It looks like an old Chevy. Oh. How can you tell the logo in the front? Yeah, I'm looking at the old logo. Okay. I don't well, know it's what a Chevy. it is. I mean, old Impala? Yeah, maybe that is an Impala. Yeah. Well, it's nice. It's old and nice. It's old. I'm going with a 64 Impala. That's what I'm guessing. And it's got a hood scoop and it's got uh, like an ivory paint on it. It's nice. Yeah. What do you think? Those are 20 inch blades. (laughs) 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 I get most of my song or my car knowledge from songs. Uh, Rick says Pike ex- Pike's excuse is good, but the one shot J and J could be a punishment. Yeah, dude, it sounds like it. Absolutely. Hey, look, the lost cat is here. What's up? He says, "Oh okay. shit, live show, cool." Yeah, dude, a little bit later today. Um, yeah. so hey, shout my out friend, to Lauren. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, my friend Cody, who's a listener of the podcast, he said earlier, "Boy, that was a lot to go through for a shot that's as effective as washing your hands a couple times." <laughs> and I thought that was funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. shitty one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But it's, uh, hey, look, Cody's saving your grandmother, okay? And his water bills, apparently, for 40 minutes as hot as it gets shower. Good Lord. Imagine if you had COVID for a couple weeks. You would, oh, Jesus, dude. Talk about saving cash. Is it investing? So, look, shout out to Lauren who sent this in. The is it investing intro? That's hers. We're going to put it up to a vote. So we're starting to collect them. Send it in here. All right. All you got to do is DM me your video at Sparks Radio. Just say, is it investing? Make it somewhat different than hers. And that way it'll be a little bit more entertaining than us just saying, is it investing? It'll be pretty lame. So you're going to be the intro for the segment. We want you a part of the show. You're the committee. So let's make it happen at Sparks Radio. DM me a video. Now, let's get to it, okay? We've talked about it so goddamn much already. You're probably like, what is 
the Pygmalion effect. What is it? You keep bringing it up. Well, Pike, the easiest way to explain it is Wikipedia. And here it is, okay? okay? This is the Pygmalion effect. I highlighted this little thing because these are two professors. Uh, Rosenthal was a... Robert <laughs> Rosenthal was a professor at... Uh, USC Riverside. What's so funny? I don't know why that was funny. <laughs> Rosenthal. <laughs> Rosenthal. It's known as the Pygmalion effect or the Rosenthal theory, I believe is what okay. it's called. Oh, Rosenthal. So they tag, they tag teamed it. Yeah, they tag. Okay. Well, here's what Pygmalion is. Pygmalion is a Greek myth about this guy. Um, His name is uh, the Greek myth of Pygmalion, a sculptor who fell in love with the statue he had carved. So he fell in okay. love with his own statue. That's the Greek myth, okay? That's why it's called Pygmalion effect or the Rosenthal effect. Essentially, what it is is this. It's where if you hold high expectations, that will lead to better performance. If you have low expectations, that will lead to lower performance. It becomes essentially a self-fulfilling prophecy. So oh, wow. this is what he noticed, okay? And the, the example that I've looked up and I've read about and all this yada, yada, yada is, uh, is an example of a basketball team. So what they end up doing is they say, okay, if you're a coach of a basketball team and you got one guy, give me one guy's name. Kevin Durant. Not, give me, not, not a basketball player. Just give me a, a dude's first name. Kevin. Okay. <laughs> And just know that his last name is, in fact, Durant. But we won't need we don't need that for this story. Okay, Kevin, he's not a basketball player. Okay, this is not <laughs> the Kevin Durant you think. It just so happens it's a different Durant. Okay, just yeah. his name just happens to be Kevin Durant. Now he's already feeling a lot of pressure because he likes basketball and his name's Kevin Durant, and that sucks for him, right? <laughs> Everyone right. has these expectations that he's going to be great. Okay, and then you have, give me another basketball player. Give me another guy's name, not a basketball player. Hakeem. Okay, Hakeem. So you have Kevin and Hakeem. Now, you're the head coach of this of this team, right? And you're looking at Kevin, and you're like, my God, this guy. I Subconsciously, you're, you relate to Kevin somehow, in some way. You like Kevin. You just like his personality. You think he's all right. You know, he's like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Then you got Hakeem, all right? And you look at Hakeem, and you're like, I don't like Hakeem, okay? There's nothing, yeah. nothing. He hasn't said anything bad. He hasn't done anything wrong, but I don't really, I mean, just not. we're not connecting on the same level as me and Kevin Durant. You kind of feel bad for him, right? He's got the same name as a legendary basketball player. What are you going to do? So subconsciously, you start pushing Kevin a little bit harder. You start giving him a little bit more attention. You start believing in Kevin a little bit more. You start coaching Kevin a little bit more than you're coaching Hakeem. Hakeem comes to you. Hakeem's like, hey, dude, what do you think of my layups? And you're like, yeah, yeah, they're great. Hey, Kevin, keep working on those layups, bro. Right? You start doing this. And what happens? Kevin starts to get a little more confidence. Kevin starts believing in himself. Kevin starts training a little bit harder. Kevin starts playing better basketball. What happens to Hakeem? Hakeem's like, oh, man, this isn't doing great. Hakeem starts showing up a little bit late for practice. 
Now the coach is giving me a cold shoulder. I'm trying my hardest. He's not paying attention. Why am I even here? All of a sudden, Hakeem misses a layup. Now you start going a little bit harder on Hakeem. You start dogging him a little bit. Not as encouraging. You turn to Kevin. Kevin misses a layup. You're like, come on, Kevin. You're good, bro. You got this. What happens? Right. Kevin starts playing Hakeem. better basketball. Hakeem starts playing worse basketball. Yeah. And what does that do? Or the, or the Hakeem is, well, is not very good, so I don't I don't know. Probably gonna quit. Hakeem's gonna quit? gonna quit. What happens? Hakeem's gonna quit. And what do you think? You think, ah shit, I was right about Hakeem the whole time. I knew that kid was a quitter. I knew I didn't like him. Oh. Kevin? It was your fault. Kevin, no, it's not. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's exactly what oh. you thought. They played out the same exact way. The fact is that, and this is this has been tested now. In principle, obviously people dispute this. That's why it's an effect, right? It's a theory. But at the same time, scientists had like two different packs of lab rats. And the uh, controllers of the study go, hey, guys, these lab rats are really smart. So we want you to train these lab rats to run around this maze. And they gave another group this like uh, another pack of lab rats. And they go, guys, we've genetically altered these rat lab rats to be dumb. But we want you to train these things around to run around the maze. And what happens? Even though the lab rats are identical and they're not smart or dumb, the ones that were told that they were geniuses end up performing better than the ones that were told were dumb. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's because the teachers thought, oh, these ones are geniuses. I can push them harder. I can teach them better. I, they are smarter. They will know. It all depended on their teaching, not on the subject that they were teaching, which is crazy. And this is a real thing. And this is why I bring it up because it can affect how you control your money. And it's not until you become aware of the Pygmalion effect that you can break out of that self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you sit there and you think to yourself, oh man, I, you know, hey dude, I'm not going to be wealthy or, you know, I mean, my no, my, no one in my family's rich. I'm not going to become rich or I'm not going to be wealthy or dude, I'm horrible with money. I'm never going to be good with money. I'm really bad with money. That is horseshit. It's, it's a hundred percent horseshit because you being good with money or your family being good with money, it defines your personality. And I was reading all about this and it was blowing my mind because Pike, if I asked you, Hey, are you the same person you were 10 years ago? Are you the same person now that you were 10 years ago? No, that's a no, of course not. No. Right. No. Cause you have different experiences, life experiences, you change as a person as you age and grow wiser, correct? Yeah. You can just get tired. <laughs> you, know. you do get tired a lot easier. You just get too. tired. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But personality-wise, if you ask someone, hey, in 10 years, where do you think you're going to be? A lot of people, they project where they're going to be based on who they are right now. Not who they're going to be in 10 years. But if you ask, hey, right. are you the same person you were 10 years ago? They go, no, of course not. Then why would you be the same person you are right now? There's no way you are. 
life happens. Things happen. You're going to change as a person. So it's personality is a hundred percent malleable. Like you can change who you are as a person. I'm not talking about habits or quitting smoking and all that shit. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about intrinsically, subconsciously, who you are as a person changes all the time. You can, you can change from one person to the other. And I'm not trying to get too philosophical here. I'm talking about money. So if you sit there and you think you're bad with money, well, then you're going to sit there and be bad with money. It's almost like this weird power of positive thinking, but it's actually based in science and theory and, and methodology, which is pretty, that blew my mind. And, uh, this guy is a famous, another Durant, believe it or not. His name's Will Durant. He's a famous philosopher, famous writer. He has a quote. He says, you are always either rising or falling to the demands of your situation, which I thought was pretty dope. So essentially, Pike, if I put a gun to your head and I say, you have one year to make $1 million or I'm, com or I'm coming to kill you. Do you think oh, you can make a million dollars in that year? Well, I'm going to have to. Yep. <laughs> You're going to have to. You're going to have to make that million bucks because I just changed the stakes of the game. I just told you, Pike, I'm going to kill you unless you make a million bucks. You're going to start getting really innovative on how to just start racking up a million bucks. But if I don't give you that parameter, if I don't tell you those things, then what are you going to do? You're just going to continue upon your life. You're just going to be cruising along i'm not saying that's wrong i'm not saying that's whatever i'm just saying if you want to change as a person you have to change the parameters and in order to do that you have to subconsciously change how you think so if you give yourself a timeline if you say hey in the next five months i'm gonna make five grand hey in the next five months i'm gonna pull myself out of debt hey in the next six months i'm gonna make a half a million dollars and you commit to that as if someone had a gun to your head, I guarantee you're going to get there. That's that to me is insane, dude. I read that and I it blew my mind. I was like, holy shit. It's like someone told yeah, me dude, this. Like, so I was like, why didn't anyone tell me this? It's inspiring. It is. Um, makes you think about it because yeah, like well, especially the money thing, right? You know, you just especially once you get to be 30 or whatever. 40 uh just the way you've been is you assume that's the way it's going to be you just accept it you know but yeah like you said you got to understand that every day you have to like do something what'd you do that day to become better about money if it's nothing uh then fucking that's that's going to be the case but yeah well i know it works I, for everything like all joking aside we 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 talk about this shit all the time right financial freedom and fuck you money mm -hmm. and like getting away from your boss and getting out of your nine to five and all that kind of stuff and it's awesome and i love talking about that stuff and it's great however like when you talk about what's your game plan what are we doing where's what's the next couple moves you're gonna make in order to make that happen if you don't have that planned out you're just gonna be fucking coasting dude and that's it you gotta mm -hmm. you gotta like get out of your own head you gotta get out of yourself and you gotta do something different another quote which i love and this is something that you know you gotta hold the like forever henry ford has a quote he says whether you think you can or you can't either way you're right which whether you think you can or you can, either way, you're right. It's almost like 
I, a lot of people are like, it's so motivational. And what I got from that is fake it till you make it. Cause that's, that's a hundred percent it dude. Like fake it Mm -hmm. until you make it is the best and easiest way to get to where you want to go. And, and if you think that you can't be good with money, just start faking like you are good with money. And then soon you'll be building a habit that you are just be like, Oh yeah, no, I'm going to save 5% this month of my check and just put that shit aside. Just, just like fake, like, Oh yeah, no, I don't need that money. I don't need that. It's not like I'm living paycheck to paycheck and I'm broke as fuck. You know what I mean? And I have no job. I'm still going to do it. I'm just going to put 5% of this month's cash, 5% from each check, drop it into another bank account. And before you know it, dude, you're not even going to miss that 5%. You know what I mean? And you're going to just, you're going to be faking it until you make it, dude. That's it. So that's the pig mail. you doing it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And it's another one of those things where uh, you get super hyped hearing about it because you're like, man, you believe it. Like, fuck yeah, yeah, I can do that. Fuck yeah. And then, then you go and you go to go to bed, and then you wake up the next day and you do the exact same thing. <laughs> that's that's the big defining moment in all of it. You gotta do something. Yeah, you gotta just do it. It's hard for me to do something. Are you like a uh, dude? Because I my wife is, you know. I, I one thing I wish I was I was I wish I was more spontaneous. But my wife isn't a super spontaneous person either. But I wish I was more like, you know, like when when I was living in Vegas, people would come into Vegas, and then I it, it started becoming like a routine of like, here's what you do when you come to Vegas. You go here, then you go here, then you do here, then you go here, then you go here. You know what I mean? So when people come into Vegas, I would take them on my. Here comes Sparks' tour, you know, and it would just be this thing. And it kind of was like, ah, there's no spontaneity in this. You know what I mean? And half the fun of Vegas is just like, is the old, you know, fuck it. We're doing this. Let's try it. Let's go. Yeah, you never know. You never know. We were in Vegas once. It was 630 in the morning. We're like, holy shit, we're hammered at the hotel. We should go to bed. So most of us went to bed. We woke up hours later and two of the guys, instead of going to bed, they got an Uber to the Grand Canyon, and we're getting Snapchat to them in a helicopter at <laughs> ten in the morning. They hadn't slept. I'm like, what the? Like, I I, I love that that you just wow. did that. What? That's exactly right, dude. It's like almost kind of like, and I'm not saying you know YOLO. I'm not saying that at all. I'm I'm saying yeah, the opposite right. of that. Actually, I'm saying formulate a plan. But I'm saying when you go off course, when you deviate off course from your normality. It's like, that's when the best shit happens, man. That's like when that's to me, that's the growth part. And that's the scary part. But that always makes the best stories. You know what I mean? Like, that's always like, we did it. Yeah, absolutely. That's what makes that's it memorable. Yeah, you just, right. This, you could have the, just a, another night where it's like, yeah, it's a good night. And now we're talking about just being like drunk and having fun, right? But, sure. It's like you, you can just have the a same old night. You tell the same stories and you laugh a couple of times. But it's those one little things where you go, wow, let's do this. You know, that that's the shit you talk about. And yeah. that's all the things I can remember. I don't remember every night at the bar. Or just no. like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we were there. No. It's called no. making memories. That's what yeah, it's all about. Yeah, exactly. And you're 100% right. But And there's a way to do it. It's the it's mm-hmm. the It's almost like... The, the believing in yourself part. And I'm so bad at that, dude. I am so bad. Yeah. I am modest to a fault. Like, to, uh, I just, 
it drives people I love and I know nuts. Um, yeah. Where it's not good for, you know, my career. I'm not saying you got to be a braggadocious a-hole. I'm not saying become that kind of person, but I'm also saying like, dude, you gotta, you gotta do stuff differently. You gotta fake it till you make it. So I'm going to try it, dude. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to give it a go here. I'm going to break out of this Pygmalion yeah. effect, vicious circle that, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, this yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy that we got, us uh, got our, not you, but my, got my brain wrapped around. What? So I'm looking forward to dude, same thing and maybe not quite the same as you but like not just modest but to a point where it's like they call it like you know the imposter syndrome where you like just don't believe that yeah what you're doing you're good enough to be doing what you are currently doing exactly that somebody else thought you were so uh, yeah i just it's it's good to you know have the drive to be better but at the same time if you are just completely convinced you're shit you're not going to get better like you're just you're, you're not, not going to perform. Yeah, dude, yeah. you're you are your own coach and you're Hakeem and you're like, "Fuck, man, I'm not getting any better at this." It's like, "No, dude, you cannot think like that. You cannot think like that." Uh th th like th th you know, all these articles I was reading about it like Thomas Edison got kicked out of school for being dumb. He handed his mom the letter oh, and the mom his mom told him, "Oh, you, they kicked you out of school because you're too smart and the classes are too too big. It's too many people in the school and you're too smart. You're making everyone look bad. So we're going to send you to a new school, but they kicked him out because he was dumb and he didn't find no this way. letter. Yeah. He didn't find the letter until his mom died. He was going through his mom's things and he goes, my mom was the real genius. My mom was the one who encouraged me, pumped me full of all this fucking confidence. And some kids are like, dude, dial back the fucking confidence, all right? You're not that great. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, it was just crazy. Oh. It was a crazy thing to read about. So if you want to know more, check out the pig Pygmalion effect. Uh, it's a real thing. Uh, I think it's a real thing. I mean, it makes sense once you learn about it, uh, the vicious cycle. But there you go. And uh, it'll it, get out of your get out of your financial rut, dude. It ain't worth it. Got to do things. Got to do things differently. Mm. A good one there today. Yeah, love the love the effect. I know. Pig I did not think we would be talking about that, but that's the kind of shit that's in my browser history. That and uh, well, Thomas Edison's mother. Hmm. Yeah, a little POV. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Let me just say the light bulb went off more than once. Yes, this is the news that matters. Yes, this is the news that matters. Holy shit. From China, if that's all right. China? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, sure. Okay, so there's a mom. Now, she's at her son's wedding. Okay, this is an insane story. So buckle up. She's at the wedding. And now, for whatever reason, she has never met her son's fiance, this woman. I don't know why, but she hasn't. But until the day of the wedding. So this mom shows up to the wedding and is like, oh, my God, let me meet her finally, or however she would say it. And she meets this girl, and she sees on the, the bride's arm this like birthmark, a very distinguishable birthmark. And she starts to think, you know what? I gave birth to a little girl. Uh, 25 years ago or whatever it was put up that girl for adoption okay and she later in her life this mom would try to trace 
or track down her daughter, you know, just later on, like, uh, I'd like to meet her at some point. Couldn't find her. Didn't know enough information, except she just remembered she had this one birthmark. So at her son's wedding, realizes that, oh, my God, this woman my son's about to marry, probably been screwing for some time, is my daughter. Okay, so she starts talking to her and asking her questions about, you know, her parents and where she came from. Uh, It checks out. It was, in fact, her daughter. All of this being discovered before the ceremony. So now they're crying. It's very emotional. But then eventually, they start thinking, as you might be thinking now, wait a minute. Isn't this mean that the son is marrying his sister? Yeah! Yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. It was a big concern of mine, too. But don't worry. There was more. This mom didn't tell anybody. The son was adopted, it turns out. And she waited till this moment to reveal that information to him. So this groom is dealing with finding out he's adopted and that his fiance is actually his mom's daughter. No, his sister, bro. That's still his sister. Not biologically, but at the same time, get this. They went on with the wedding. They're like, oh, it's all good. We'll just go ahead with it, which is insane. Right, you would you would need some time to sort that out. I mean, how do you have time? I mean, you're at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First of yeah, all, I mean, I get like I don't believe this is real. This can't be real, dude. There's no way this is a real story. Okay, so I I read the story yesterday. Like I found it myself on Reddit, and I was like, you're right. This is uh, this seems like absolute bullshit. Then today I saw it circulating in like show prep sites but at the same time a lot of the stories lead with like okay well we can't guarantee this is true but um well operating on the fact that it's real okay we'll just operate on the fact that it's real uh that's a horrible mother i know get the fuck out of here but why haven't you met your daughter-in-law what have you been doing yeah there's like several things it's like you put the kid up for adoption, uh, then, quote-unquote, I tried looking for you. Yeah, fucking right. Two, you didn't meet your yeah. daughter-in-law. Three, you didn't tell his your son that he's adopted until uh, the goddamn wedding day. Like, hello, trying to make it all about you, you know? I know. You might as well propose next. Yeah, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? And a lot of people... A lot of people speculating that, you know, there was the time when China, you could only have one kid. So people would uh, hope for boys. So when they had a girl, they would like just leave them somewhere, you know, (laughs) and that very well could have been what happened. Oh, my God. Or do you think she lied about the boy being adopted just so, you know, she probably paid a bunch of money for this venue and the flowers. Um, She probably had some interest in that wedding happening. Hmm. Yeah, that's non-refundable is what she's thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe she'll tell him a week later after they get their honeymoon screws. Out, yeah, wouldn't you just keep it all silent? I, at least I would let them be like, oh my God, that's a, ah, nice to meet you, okay. And then wait until after, you know what I mean? Then you just, I don't know. I, I don't know. This whole thing is, that's a wild story, man. I'll tell you that much. This thing's crazy. It's I'm going to have to agree. Crazy. I mean, could you yeah. marry this girl still? I couldn't. There's no way. She's your sister, technically. I think I would marry her. I would marry her, but I would cut my mom out of my life. <laughs> you can't. It's your 
It's your mother-in-law and your mom at the same time. Like the kids got one grandma, only one. <laughs> Did the other one pass away? That's that. Nope. Can't. Nope. Just one mom. Same. Yep. It's complicated. Full of lies and deceit. Okay, but yes, did I marry my sister? Yeah. I mean, there's no way you look at her the same way again, right? Uh, no, that would be tough to get over. I don't like that, dude. I, that's that's creepy and weird to me. Yeah. It's like, yeah. man, anybody who even looks similar and they date, and I'm like, ugh, they look like brother and sister. I'm, it always weirds me oh, out. Yeah. You know, I don't like that. I know. Yeah. Or, or we have, you know, like, let's say you have a buddy and he has a sister who otherwise would be pretty hot. But if it weren't for the fact that they look almost identical, like you it can see his like, face. Yeah. And her. It's like yeah. you with long hair. Get out of here. It's yeah. weirding me yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No way, dude. No. That's why I was never like, everyone's like, hey, you got a sister. I was like, no, I don't want to see my ugly friend's face. Like, you know what I mean? I want to peer into their eyes. <laughs> right. like, like, yeah. You look like Donnie. You know what I mean? You're like, oh no, it's just really weird. Really, really yeah, weird. Don just Donnie with tits. <laughs> yeah, not, <laughs> not okay. <laughs> not okay is right. Yeah, dude. I'm a, I'm a big fan of going far Find your significant other far away from where you, your little inner circle. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Like just out well, of your you zip just, code. Yes. You deal with a lot of cross-contamination otherwise, you know, you don't find out later. That, oh my God. You find out later the Donnie fucked her. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I mean, that's like the thing. Like, you don't ask. I don't know how, I don't know what you and your wife, but you don't ask, like, past relationships. I don't want to know. Like, I don't, I don't ask my wife that shit. I'm like, no, 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 no. That was your time pre me. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's it's different if you don't. But wouldn't you kind of like to know if they're what, if you were from the same town or something? Cause, like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. If you're from the same small town and you're like, but then it's kind of like, fuck, man. I'm Eskimo brothers with, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. The varsity yeah, I just, team. I wouldn't. I just wouldn't do it. The whole, <laughs> yeah. the whole starting five. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, God. <laughs> JV starting five. Really, JV? Like you couldn't even. <laughs> come on. I didn't need to know that. Yeah. <sighs> I was wondering why you had five Letterman jackets. Great. Yeah. It was just awful. She's like, they were on sale. You're like, no, I know the truth. Yeah. What an awful conversations. Two small towns. You don't want to. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't want to yeah. do it. And There's 5,000 people in my town. And I found the love of my life. I was always like, yeah, come on now. Yeah. Good luck. And she, is, she, she, as she's telling you the names of the guys, she's announcing them like the starting five at a fucking <laughs> basketball game. <laughs> Boy, just just to throw salt in the mood, in at point guard. <laughs> he fucked me, doggy. Brennan McDougal. He runs in, getting high fives from everyone in the party. <laughs> Brandon McDougal. <laughs> and next up. 
<laughs> he railed me in the back of his sedan in spring of 49. Bah, 49. Bah, what bah, 49. Wow, she's an old gal. <laughs> we had sex on top of some rutabaga cases. Uh, <clears throat> uh, it's old Ben Big Feet Biggins. Uh, bah, bah, what is that song? It's the Bulls. That's when the Bulls would uh they would announce Oh that that's the same song, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what our that's what I was thinking of. That's what our wrestling team got announced to. Oh, that's uh, dope. The band is the Alan Parsons Project. Oh yeah. APP. Yeah. Um of yeah, course. dude. Uh Boy, that should be my pre-sex warm-up song. You come out in tearaway oh. pants and you just, you know, throw them off. Say what you want, but when they played that before wrestling and they announced you, hype, it, bro. It, I, 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 I'll think about it some nights and I can't sleep, which is pathetic. No, dude, you kidding yeah. me? Song's dope. You think of Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, the work. You start thinking of like one of the greatest starting fives of all time. Running out there, just wrecking other teams left and right, a.k.a. the Cleveland Cavaliers. Shout out to Brad Doherty, Mike Price. Got just fucking dominated in the playoffs. I'm sure, because I didn't know who those people were. You, you've heard of the yeah. shot? Remember the shot? It was uh, it's like oh, when yeah. Jordan shoots at the buzzer, makes it, he jumps up and goes, yeah! Like that. You ever see that? That's against my team. Yeah. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Is it really? Yeah, I remember watching that on television and like being like six years old and crying. And my dad was yelling at no the way. TV. Yeah, my dad was like, no, you know, like just yelling. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that was my childhood. Just, just sad sport memories one after the other. Just the shot by Michael Jordan, the drive, the Cleveland you- Browns. Don't you remember it fondly now? Aren't you glad it happened? No. Like, okay, so he misses that shot. You're probably going to lose the series. World anyway. Series, 97 World Series. Jose Mesa blowing the save in the ninth inning. Oh yeah, dude, it's all locked in here in the uh, the vault of you know crying myself to sleep. All right, look, we got to roll, man. This is uh, this is now going an hour, and I didn't want it to happen. But look, if you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed the show, <clears throat> the Pygmalion effect. Uh, shout out to Lauren, leader of the special committee, sending in that video. Uh, definitely hit subscribe over there, YouTube.com/slash/SparksRadio. Thank you so much. You can also leave us a review and a rating. Give us five stars if you can, and then. Give us a review. Say whatever you want in the review. And what we'll do is we'll read those reviews back here on the air. And don't forget, shout out to the members of the Patreon. Jump on there, okay? It's a Patreon.com slash Sparks Radio. It's a special elite crowd. You're going to be voting on what happens to Pike. You're also going to be voting on these videos that we get in for the segment, Is It Investing? So we're looking for your vote. So definitely sign up over there. Patreon.com slash Sparks Radio. It's a dollar. It's a it's a dollar. You cannot you cannot beat that. This guy over there, <clears throat> non-financial advisor. He's at Pike Taylor Radio on all social media. Definitely give him the old Johnson follow. I am at Sparks Radio on all social media. I'm wearing my Tesla shirt. I do not own a Tesla, but I own Tesla. If you know what I'm saying? I love when you say that. God, I love that. Mm, mm. Shout out to Jay Z, yeah, businessman. Uh, that's it for the show. Yeah. 
Any last words, Pike? Hey, go do th- do the things that you've thought of but never did. Those are over, motherfuckers. Now get out of here. <laughs>